Colossians 1.18 says, So spacious is he, so roomy, that everything of God finds its proper place in him without crowding. This podcast is going to help you live out your faith, walk in the Spirit, and rest in God's grace. Hey there, my name is Wendy Parker, and I want to welcome you to the Spacious Room Podcast. Hey there and welcome to this week's Spacious Room episode and today I want to talk about owning our stories. So what has left you wounded and on the run? Is it rejection, betrayal, abuse? You know the shame which attaches itself to the wounds we can carry, it's sometimes it's harder to heal than the wound itself. And Brenny Brown reminds us that shame keeps worthiness away by convincing us that owning our stories will lead to people thinking less of us. And that's what shame does. Because when you've gone through hurt, when you've had to endure stuff that isn't pleasant, Jesus will establish, he will strengthen and he will settle us and create a safe place where we can feel free to own our stories. But you're wondering, how can God restore me when, when I don't even understand the wounds that I've received from people? You know, I've been hurt by people who've hurt me and, and they need to be judged, right? Well, in 1 Peter 5, 6, verses 6 to 11, it says, Pour out all your worried and stress upon him and leave them there, for he always tenderly cares for you. That should bring us comfort. But then he goes on. He says, be well balanced and always alert because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. Take a decisive stand against him and resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. For you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kind of troubles you endure. And then, I love that about the Bible text where he talks about how, you know, we're experiencing troubles, but then it comes with an and then. And then after your brief suffering, the God of loving grace who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly in place and build you up. And he has all the power needed to do this forever. Amen. Isn't that a great scripture? 1 Peter 5 verses 6 to 11. It's amazing. And you know, Peter wrote this from a place where he was able to own his story. He came from a place where he'd let Jesus heal the shame that had been attached to his poor decisions, that had led him to his denial of ever knowing Jesus when it was the crucifixion. We all know the famous story of when Peter denied um, Jesus when the, when the cock crowed three times. And, and you can imagine the shame he had over him when he denied, when people are outright saying, you're a disciple of Jesus, like now I... I don't know who you're talking about. No, I'm not. Um, you know, but Peter was now stronger. He was writing from a place that 
he'd been restored and and now he wasn't afraid to actually own that part of his story even though it was painful and 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 heartbreaking in the moment he he realized that now god jesus had sat on the beach with him restored him when he kept saying do you love me do you love me peter and he kept saying it and saying it and peter's on yes of course i love you he's like you know build my church and and feed my sheep you know, he was. Now he's not. He's like, don't be afraid, Peter, of owning that part of your story. You know, and and it was littered with mistakes, but he used Peter mightily. And in Luke twenty-two verses thirty-one to thirty-two, now Jesus foresees, foresees Peter's denial. This is way before all that happened. He's, he, you know, Peter's so for God, and he's and he's making sure that Jesus is is not gonna um, die and not gonna sacrifice himself. But Jesus is like, no, this is how it's gonna happen, Peter. But then he turns to Peter and he goes, Peter, my dear friend, listen to what I'm about to tell you. Satan has obtained permission to come and sift you all like wheat, and test your faith. But I have prayed for you. Isn't that great that Jesus prays for us? He says, but I have prayed for you, Peter, that you would stay faithful to me no matter what comes. Remember this. After you've turned back to me and have been restored, make it your life mission to strengthen the faith of your brothers. So now when we move to Peter's own letter in 1 Peter, he's penning his own letter. And Peter is possibly writing this text from his experience of what happened in Luke 22 because he's remembering the words of Jesus. After you've turned back to me and have been restored, the turning back is the repenting. He says, make it your life mission. Make it your life's mission to strengthen the faith of your brothers. So saying, after I've restored you, now make it your mission to go and help the others. You know, Peter had run because he had been sifted like wheat. And the hunter, Satan, had fired his arrows to test his faith. The shame Peter probably felt after denying his saviour needed to be dealt with because Jesus knew that the shame that was attached to that, that guilt and that denying and that wound it was keeping Peter hidden because that's what shame does. It only works in darkness. And Jesus needed to bring his light into Peter's whole mistake of the denial. You know, we can't start owning our stories if shame keeps reminding us that we are not good enough, that we are not worthy enough, that we're not capable enough of moving on from the wounds the shame attached to our wounds can cause and create our whole definition. It, shame can define us of who we are if we're not careful because of past painful experiences. And, you know, shame is so powerful that it can make you believe the lie that God can no longer save you. He, he can no longer rescue you. You're too far gone. You've got too much shame in your life. So shame causes you to become contained and confined and closed in. And that's what the enemy wants. Because in John 10.10, 10, it reminds us that Satan is a thief. 
who approaches with malicious intent, looking to steal and slaughter and destroy. But, here's the but, and, and the and then. But Jesus came to give life with joy and abundance. And that's in the voice translation. And I love the voice translation. If you've been listening to me for a while, then you know. Um, I just love that version because it so speaks to the the essence of the uh, text. And, you know, it's so, you're thinking it's okay. You're sitting here on this podcast, Wendy, and you, you've probably got no shame and, you know, I, and you're probably like drowning in it. But you know what, friend? I know all too well about shame and I know the power that it holds in keeping you quiet, keeping you hidden and keeping you unseen because I grew up in a dysfunctional family and it left me to deal with emotional and internal struggles and the outcome of that um, was that I had to keep a really, really deep dark secret and that was that since the age of five to the age of 19 I I wet the bed every night that was me that was the trauma that of living in a dysfunctional home that's how it came out and I didn't know that at the time but now um like Peter I can look back and go oh I can see the trauma and you know what trauma does I remember um when I was in, uh, it's like my first year of high school. Yeah, high school. I know, and I'm having to deal with this and trying to hide it and the shame that attaches to it. So you just bury it so down in your gut. Um, and I remember the uh, school nurse. Um, I don't know whether you have school nurses anymore, but back in the day, um, we had a school nurse, and I remember she came to our house one afternoon. And she, she, um, we were in the um, hallway. Mom and Dad, you know, they obviously chatted with her. Maybe they got her to come round. And um, I remember she was so lovely. She was such a nice lady. But she sat there and she was asking me questions. And I just, I couldn't even speak. I couldn't even, I couldn't even articulate what she was. I couldn't, I couldn't. She was like, and how do you feel about this? And what's this? What's going on here? And, uh, you know, and I, she obviously could see I was struggling, but I, I just couldn't, I couldn't find the words. I, did, I didn't know what to say because I buried that trauma and that shame so far down that I, I just couldn't even say what I felt. And, um, you know, that, that, that was... I, I had to work through that, and and like Peter's experience, Jesus, you know, he oh, he totally um, healed healed that shame. So I can actually talk about my story because you know that that's what it does. Shame just hides; it it keeps you hidden, and it stopped me from owning my story. Well, now, I mean, now I've I've written a book about wounded and on the run and elks and hunters and my whole story of my testimony but but I've owned my story now and and it's equipped and empowered me and I want it to equip and empower you as a reader as well um and and listening to my podcasts and reading my blogs I that's my whole heart is to um take my experiences and go hey but there is hope. There is hope and his name's Jesus. Um, I mean, I haven't got all the answers, but 
I always point you to Jesus who's got all the answers and uh, I'm just the guide. You know, so that's what shame does. So I'm speaking from experience that I, and if you're in that place, I I know what it feels like because you can't articulate how you feel because you've stuffed it so far down and you've become so hidden that you can't even say what you feel. But Jesus helps you because he helps you own that part of your story. And and he he heals you. Um he's healing touch. You know, he restores you, he supports you, he strengthens you and he grounds you. Like it says in one Peter. And in Jeremiah thirty one verses eighteen to nineteen it says, Restore me. See, there's that word again. It's all about restoring, restoration. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's what Jesus does. That's what God does. All into reconciliation and restoring and redeeming. It says, restore me in Jeremiah 31 and I will return. It's all about the returning because you are the Lord my God. After I have strayed. Oh my gosh, I have strayed. (laughs) I put my hand up there. I've repented and I've had to come back to repent. After I came to understand I beat my breast. I was ashamed and humiliated because I bore the disgrace of my youth. Oh my gosh, yes, that speaks to my heart. And whether it's, and it probably speaks to your heart too, um, how your shame has, has affected you in your adulthood, even though it happened years ago, whatever's happened in your past. But you know, our healing comes through the wounding of Jesus and the scars on his hands. And the feet of Jesus too. On his hands and feet, the scars. And it helps us to find the redemption path towards our freedom so we can own our stories. You know, wounds make us hide our true selves. And if we don't allow Jesus to deal with them properly, then we can't live out an authentic life. We can't own our stories as we keep walking in the confidence to be all God has called us to be. You know, Jesus doesn't leave you in those moments of shame, of fear, of fear of being found out and and causing you to pick at the scabs, covering your wounds. He doesn't leave you there. He comes and he sits with you. And as with Peter, he deals with it. He deals with the shame attached to the wounds that can be left and be infected and and fester and and then it it goes into other parts of your life. You know, Peter's guilt of when he denied Christ. You know, he denied his saviour, but Jesus sat right in that pain with Peter. He didn't gloss over it. He sat in that pain with Peter. And Jesus will sit with you too in those moments. And he reveals his scars to you. The scars that have declared victory over death, over pain, shame and trauma, over humiliation, over abandonment, over abuse, over betrayal. The scars that heal every wound that Satan has inflicted upon you. The hunter who tracks you down and blood trails you time and time and time again. Because Jesus knows you've got a future with him. And he wants to heal that shame so the wounds become victorious scars. So where has shame stopped you from owning your story of wounding? And I pray today that you would know fully the power that the scars hold on Jesus' hands and feet.
the scars that help heal, help soothe, restore and ground you in your faith. And I pray that you will allow Jesus to touch your wounds so he can turn them into victorious scars so that you can start owning your story without any shame. And I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you would like more teaching and messages on the Christian life, then check out my website, thebigvoiceonline.com. I look forward to sharing the spacious room with you next time.